Chapter Three of the Gold of Fairney Lee. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Gold of Fairney Lee by Andrew Lang. Chapter Three How Jean Was Brought to Fairney Lee. The winter went by very sadly. At first the people about Fernilee expected the English to cross the border and march against them. They drove their cattle out on the wild hills and into marshes where only they knew the firm paths, and raised walls of earth and stones, barmkins they called them, round the old house and made many arrows to shoot out of the narrow windows at the English. Randall used to like to see the arrow-making beside the fire at night. He was not afraid, and said he would show the English what he could do with his little bow. But weeks went on, and no enemy came. Spring drew near, the snow melted from the hills. One night Randall was awakened by a great noise of shouting. He looked out of the window and saw bright torches moving about. He heard the cows routing or bellowing and the women screaming. He thought the English had come. So they had, not the English army, but some robbers from the other side of the border. At that time, the people on the south side of Scotland and the north side of England used to steal each other's cows time about. When a Scotch squire or laird, like Randall's father, had been robbed by the neighboring English, he would wait his chance and drive away cattle from the English side. This time most of Randall's mother's herds were seized by a sudden attack in the night and were driven away through the forest to England. Two or three of Lady Kerr's men were hurt by the English, but old Simon Grieve took a prisoner. He did this in a curious way. He shot an arrow after the robbers as they rode off, and the arrow pinned an Englishman's leg to the saddle, and even into his horse. The horse was hurt and frightened, and ran away right back to Fairney Lee, where it was caught with the rider and all, for of course he could not dismount. They treated him kindly at Fairney Lee, though they laughed at him a good deal. They found out from him where the English had come from. He did not mind telling them, for he was really a gypsy from Yetholm, where the gypsies live, and Scott and Southron was all one to him. When old Simon Grieve knew who the people were who had taken the cows, he was not long in calling the men together and trying to get back what he had lost. Early one April morning, a grey morning, with snow in the air, he and his spearmen set out, riding down through the forest, and so into Liddisdale. When they came back again, there were great rejoicings at Fairnilee. 
they drove most of their own cows before them and a great many other cows that they had not lost cows of the english farmers the byers and yards were soon full of cattle lowing and roaring very uneasy and some of them with marks of the spears that had goaded them across many a ford and up many a rocky pass in the hills randall jumped downstairs to the great hall where his mother sat simon grieve was telling her all about it we drove our own cattle home and some others that were not ours and we took all the goods out of the hall at hard riding and a pretty load of tapestries and rugs and other things we have to show for our ride then he called to some of his men who came into the hall and cast down great piles of all sorts of spoil and booty silver plate and silken hangings and a heap of rugs and carpets and plaids such as randall had never seen before for the english were much richer than the scotch randall threw himself on the pile of rugs and began to roll on it oh mother he cried suddenly jumping up and looking with wide open eyes there's something living in the heap perhaps it's a donkey or a rabbit or a kitten then randall tugged at the cloths and then they all heard a little shrill cry why it's a bairn said lady kerr who had sat very grave all the time pleased to have done the english some harm for they had killed her husband and were all her deadly foes it's a bairn she cried and pulled out of the great heap of cloaks and rugs a little beautiful child in its white nightdress with its yellow curls all tangled over its blue eyes then lady kerr and the old nurse could not make too much of the pretty english child that had come here in such a wonderful way how did it get mixed up with all the spoil and how had it been carried so far on horseback without being hurt nobody ever knew it came as if the fairies had sent it english it was but the best scot could not hate such a pretty child old nancy dryden ran up to the old nursery with it and laid it in a great wooden tub full of hot water and was giving it warm milk to drink and dandling it almost before the men knew what had happened yon bairn will be a bonny mate for you master randall said old simon grieve deed i dinna think her kin will come spearin after her fairny lee the red cock's crawn o'er her riding ha this day and when the women folk come back free to wood they'll hae other thing to do for by lookin for bairns when simon grieve said that the red cock was crowing over his enemy's home he meant that he had set it on fire after the people who lived in it had run away lady kerr grew pale 
when she heard what he said she hated the english to be sure but she was a woman with a kind heart she thought of the dreadful danger that the little english girl had escaped and she went upstairs and helped the nurse to make the child happy end of chapter 3 recording by john brandon